This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is pain.tv slash gold. Happy Saturday evening, folks. Sunday morning, whenever it is you are listening, folks. I just had my sister and brother-in-law over the first time since uh, William was born, so they got to meet the baby, so that was a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. I just cooked uh, a wonderful one and a quarter inch thick organic pork chop from hemp's meats the butcher that we go to here in town uh, for my wife and i rendered down some apples and made an applesauce to put on top of that and then she made some brussels sprouts with parmesan cheese folks so we went back to our candlelight dinner finally yes 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 folks ever since i met her we do a candlelight dinner every night the only time we don't is when we go out to eat because nobody really does candlelit dinners anymore so we do it every night at the dining room table and over the last uh week since the baby was born and then the uh three days of that so it's been 10 days really since we had a real dinner a candlelit dinner and so it was kind of impossible because we had the baby in the cradle we don't really like to leave him unattended even when he's sleeping for now you know you want to keep an eye on him so auntie maria albanese sent us this swing 
And it came in the mail via Amazon today. So, Auntie Maria, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays, thank you very much, folks. This thing is great. You know I would not put any smart technology in my house, okay? You know that if you listen to the show. I don't want anything that hooks up to the iPhone, attaches to an app, which is very hard to find these days. But Maria was able to get this swing. And it's an old-fashioned one. It reminds me of something from the 1980s when I was a kid. And you plug it into the wall, and it's got like six buttons on the side, and it adjusts you know, how fast the swing goes. Nothing fancy. It's perfect. It's analog. So Wide Awake Jim over there at Twitter, who's been a guest on this show, would love it too. He always says, use cash, buy local, go analog. And so this is an analog swing, and the baby loves it. So we set it up right next to the dining room table. It's got old-fashioned music, like six different songs you could choose from, and it's the old MIDI keyboard songs from like when I was a kid, like a classical music, but do 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 It's actually pretty cool. And so uh, I said, oh my God, she found something that doesn't have to be hooked up to an iPhone. So we set that up next to the table. The baby fell asleep right away. My wife and I got to have a romantic candlelit dinner, which we do every night pretty much. We don't go out to eat that much. Um, if we go out to eat, it's going to be Thai food food, Japanese, Korean, something we can't really cook at home. I don't go out to eat for fancy steaks. We do those at home. All the American food we do, all the Polish food she does. She also cooks uh, really good lamb pita wraps. I just did Indian a few days ago that was fantastic. So we don't really go out to eat that much unless it's for some kind of ethnic food that would take too long to cook at home or we don't have those spices in the house. But otherwise, we cook a pretty extravagant meal every night since I met her so candle at dinner thank you auntie maria for making that happen folks i just want to remind you please leave a five-star review at apple Podcasts and a comment over there it helps us move off the charts we are back on track today was the second largest uh download second largest listener day ever in the history of the dust and gold standard so i really appreciate that folks join us over at pain.tv slash gold and you know you get the ad free video version of this podcast as well as the thomas Payne podcast and access to the facebook like app and website it was designed similar to facebook mike moore did it that way so people wouldn't have a major learning curve meet like-minded folks over there join in on the discussion i'm getting ready over the coming weeks now that i'm settled back in with the baby to start doing a live show there once a week where i can take live call uh, calls from the audience from you guys if you're a member at pain.tv slash gold so check that out if you join the hot wire level you're going to get access to mike's highest level of intelligence if you join the basic you'll get access to the ad free video version of this podcast and the thomas Payne podcast and then i'm working on another tier there i think mike's going to do that for me where i'm going to have audio books on all the old technocracy documents a bunch of old books that have never been turned into audio books i'm working on recording to create a live 
library of audio content. This way, if you want to listen to these documents uh, in depth and you're driving in the car, you don't have time to read thousands of pages, I'm going to start cataloging all of these. I want them for myself, so I might as well make them premium content over there at pain.tv slash gold. Also, I mentioned yesterday, if you want to register your car out of state because your state is a pain in the butt, like here in the state of Maryland, check out Dirt Legal. The link is in the description below this podcast. All right, folks, I think that's it. We got all that house cleaning out of the way. Uh, I talked to Wide Awake Jim again today. He's got episode three ready to go in the Climate Hustle series. Uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, check it out. I reran episode 80 today, which is eight parts. It's four hours total. And I put that out because I think it is the most listened to podcast in the library of 90 episodes that I've already done. So it's really good. Jim gets into the climate hustle and really proves that it is all fake. The question is, why is it fake? Why did they spend the last 25 years building this climate industry? And that is because, one, they were able to grift and make a lot of money off it along the way. But as I always say, follow the money when it comes to the lower 99%. Follow the control, follow the power when it comes to the top 1%. So they set up an entire industry. Now let's say directly uh, there are a million people who make money off of the climate hustle, right? People down to a sales guy who sells solar panels to put on your roof. And let's say indirectly, so people that work in factories that produce climate or green economy-based products, right? Let's say there's 5 million people. Then take all of the family members that rely on that person's income. So let's say there's four people in the family. All of a sudden, you have 20 million people. And these aren't the real numbers. I'm just throwing this out there. Let's say now you have 20 million people that are vested in the success of the climate industry, meaning that those people have to believe that climate change, at least the climate change that the elites put forward, climate change at the hands of CO2 is real, right? And so this makes it easier to implement additional regulations under the climate hustle as they move this thing forward. It makes it easier for them to implement universal basic income, central bank digital currency, carbon credits, carbon credit back CBDC. So that's why they're doing this. So check out episode 80 and episode 88 if you want to get caught up on this. In the third part of the series, Jim is going to start going through uh, international monetary fund bank of international settlements and he's going to work his way through and show how the bank for international settlements is behind uh, blackrock they're behind state street they're behind vanguard and how they use those companies to then buy a large portion of a public company's shares so they have control and this is how they put the esg controls inside of those companies how they bring the wokeness inside of those companies and each time they do this they have control over the companies and then they're able to further build out this high school 
theater production, this live action role play prison planet that we live inside, right? So if all of a sudden they want to push the idea that boys are in fact girls, they can then control, let's say, Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Nike and the NFL and the NBA and the uh, all these different companies and brands. And then overnight, you literally snap your fingers and everybody is pushing a boy is a girl agenda. And you say, how is this happening? And even if you say this is ridiculous, well, within a few months, it's become normalized because even the people who will never accept it as normal end up just saying, whatever, fine. Nine, two plus two is five. Leave me alone. All right, folks. And what is that? That is social engineering. That's how you get it done, right? So you pass the dollars down to the lower 99%. The 1% get more power and they get more control. And they do this through social engineering. They do it through bribery. They use the money in part to socially engineer. Now, I have this document back up on the screen. This is from 1937. It's one of the Technocracy Incorporated's magazines. And I just want to remind you, this is an uh, article called What is Technocracy? Now, this is written throughout many of Technocracy, Inc. and uh, sort of the precursors to Technocracy, Inc., uh, in their documents, but it says technocracy is the science of social engineering, the scientific operation of the entire social mechanism to produce and distribute goods and services to the entire population of this continent. So the science of social engineering, and we can see how they get this done. I just told you, if they push policies out of the bank for international settlements and then they use their big players like blackrock and vanguard and state street to then go control a company through the shares and then taking over board seats they're able to then push policies like wokeness and then if all of these companies that are running ads all the time on the radio and tv and the internet start to push a message it looks like they're all in sync and it's happening all at one time and eventually you can socially engineer society into those things look at the situation that we ended up in my wife and i with the birth okay take an ultrasound for instance we went 42 weeks and two days into this birth about two weeks two days past the expected due date which is 40 weeks out and we were able to avoid the ultrasound now i did a bunch of research on this if you've done it in the past don't worry i'm not here to judge you but we decided against it well, if you talk to almost anyone, an ultrasound is basically just accepted as normal. Most people today would assume that they've been doing ultrasounds all the way back to the birth of Christ. Uh, people say, you're not getting an ultrasound? I said, listen, uh, my mother didn't have an ultrasound with me or my sister. It wasn't commonplace. My wife's mother in Poland didn't have an ultrasound with her. But see, what happens is over the course of a generation, and now these guys are trying to speed up this process. Process, they are able to socially engineer society into believing that the ultrasound is something that has been around for over 2,000 years. It's just normal. It just happens. And most people just do what their doctors tell them. And the doctors maybe not be out to necessarily hurt them. But if the doctor was trained inside the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex education system, then they know nothing else than to send a pregnant woman for an ultrasound, even though an ultrasound was really only used in the last 40 years 
they believe it's been around since the beginning of mankind, right? So that's how you socially engineer. And this is how all the things that we're dealing with today seem to be just normal. People assume they've been around forever. If it is the norm, if it's socially engineered into society, people just accept it. They no longer question it. They don't research it. I just tangled with a relative uh, over the last 48 hours who was the same way. Anything that comes out of the CDC is gospel and if you question that you are a dangerous person to them but they don't bother to actually go do the research into the studies put out by the cdc and see what a sham these things are i could do 10 episodes on all of the cdc studies i read related to what happened uh things we were going to come into contact with throughout the pregnancy right and saw that these things were in fact bogus but they're socially engineered into society using all the doctors part of the lower 99 percent these people that are incentivized through money to then go out and implement the policies and they don't even question the policies and this is what technocracy is all about socially engineering society so jim is going to come back on i think we're going to record next week maybe during thanksgiving week and we're going to get that episode ready to go and then he has three other episodes planned after that now apparently there's going to be about three or four more but this is all brilliant content jim actually uh supplies all the charts all the graphs everything coming out of the un the bank for international settlements all the think tanks and he shows that internally they're admitting that climate hustle is in fact a hustle folks so i'm working on that and i have another couple guests gearing up to come on the show which i will talk about right after this short break my name is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard thank you very much for joining us on saturday night sunday morning right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to Pain.tv slash gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. Alright, folks, so What's going on in the news? I don't really cover the news. I try not to follow breaking news because I want these shows to be evergreen so that you can listen to them at any point in time. Out of order, you could go back and find the episodes before because sometimes I'll do a mini-series that spans across three or four episodes. But I try not to really do breaking news. Uh, Mike Moore covers all that over at the Thomas Paine Podcast. But let me just bring this up because it ties into the push for CBDC and the regulations that the government are going after as far as cryptocurrency goes. It's this FTX story, all right? And I'm not going to go into depth on it right now because, frankly, I haven't been following it. And the reason why is uh, I have friends of mine who are. So Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays, is following it. Dan Golvach, who I've had on the show, good friend of mine. Um, he's been studying theology and world politics, geopolitics, uh, corruption, criminality cults and all that kind of stuff for the last 45 years 
And so Dan is really digging deep into FTX. So I'm going to try to get him on in the next couple of days so he can come on here and open my eyes to what's happening. Now, let me just tell you, in all honesty, one of the reasons why I'm not following this is when I look at these things come out and then all of a sudden it goes across Fox News, MSNBC, and I start getting text messages from all of my normie friends, the normies, the people that watch that kind of news, it just tells me that it's part of the WWE wrestling. Now, I understand that all of a sudden Jerome Powell is now calling for regulations and they need the regulations in order to regulate crypto in order to put CBDC in place, but I don't believe that our country actually operates within the constitutional republic system, and I don't believe that Jerome Powell needs congressional oversight and new laws and regulations in order to implement CBDC. I think these people just do whatever the hell they want, and it doesn't really matter. They implement most stuff out of the executive branch, and they do it using private sector partners, right? So they use government money that they funnel to the so-called private sector partners, and then the private sector partners implement the public policy, the government policy. So they can go around this. It's not like there's anyone who's going to prosecute them if they violate the Constitution. So when I hear this happening, sometimes I'm like, listen, stop chasing fires. Stop taking the bait. The big picture here is that CBDC is coming we're going to finish explaining that with wide awake jim how they're going to do it how they're going to push it through he's been looking at the infrastructure and trying to figure out how long we have which i find to be very important but with fdx i don't believe they need to really pass regulation to put cbdc into place i do believe that this story then becomes meme worthy and it gets disseminated through all the personalized choose your own adventure feedback loop echo chambers that every single person who watches tv news or is on their phone all day on different social media platforms uh sees and now it becomes mainstream and certain of these terms enter the american lexicon so you can say this is the next enron it's the next bernie madoff however you want to frame it and so this gives the government the ability to now take control of cryptocurrency because they don't want any competing currencies out there Folks, I don't believe, I've never believed that any form of cryptocurrency is free and clear of the government. I don't believe that anything that's online is allowed to be online unless the government wants it to be online. Not to say that everyone on the internet, all the information you read is all controlled. They allow people like Mike Moore to speak, or me to speak, or Legal Man to speak, or Maria Albanese, or Wide Awake Jim, and others, or any of the other truly independent podcasts you listen to, because we actually become part of the chaos. They don't care if we're telling the truth. So what if one, two, 10, 20,000 people know the truth? They don't really care. They push forward with the lies anyway, so they don't have to truly censor everything out there. But I do believe something like cryptocurrency was never allowed to exist unless it actually came from the government. I never believed the story that Bitcoin was created by some, you know, philanthropic Japanese guy who was altruistic and he wanted to leave everyone with some system that was going to allow them to be free and clear of the government. It was going to compete with fiat currency. I just don't buy that story. And it's frankly ridiculous. Um, it's like the QAnon type of thing. So 
I think this is what it is, and the purpose is to drive it into the mainstream, make people aware of it, get people that are older to cheer on regulating it, and then basically what happens is they can set a narrative to walk people into CBDC. They can set this narrative that there's all these dangerous investments out there. It's similar to the consumer protection advocates over the years like Ralph Nader, if you remember him. They really work for the big guys, and so they pretend they're protecting the consumer, but in fact what they're doing is helping regulate the industry to monopolize and centralize control of particular industry sectors and markets. And so that's what I see this as. But I find it to be interesting. I know you guys are probably interested in it. So I'm going to bring Dan Golbach on to go into this because he has been digging deep into this story. He told me tonight he has a little more research to do before he's comfortable talking about it because he doesn't want to end up repeating anything that is not true. But I said, hey, man, you've got 30, 40, 50 hours into researching this. You're looking into all the players, everything that's happened. I trust your research. So come on the show and we'll talk about it. And then that way I can clear it off my plate because to me, it's not a big deal in the big scheme of things. So I'll let Dan come on and talk about that. All right. So we can cross that off the list, folks. Now, something I'm going to get into tonight we're uh, working our way back into the document that we started to cover last night on eugenics. So I'm going to kind of tie up some of the connections between some of the players because I had mentioned to you, we now have a technocracy eugenics, which has turned into transhumanism. So we have technocracy eugenics, and we also have the Federal Reserve System, which was started in 1913 under Woodrow Wilson, the same year that we also implemented the income tax. And so we have this particular banker that Maria Albanese has been looking into connected to Howard Scott. So I'm just going to touch on that tonight and just try to tie together some of the connections. This is an ongoing research project, so I'm covering it here for you in the raw. I like to do that. I like to share with you what we are actually doing here behind the scenes and then give it to you as we're working on it. But I also want to talk a little bit about solutions right now as well. I want to start to always bring us back uh, to solutions, folks. Um, So we'll do that after the break. And then right now, what I want to do is I just want to bring something up here that we covered yesterday because I was thinking about it last night when I was on the phone with Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays. And I had mentioned to her what we were talking about last night. And then I had a dream about this and I was talking to Wide Awake Jim today and I had mentioned to him. But if you remember from this piece, Retrospectives, and I have it up on the screen, it said, in uh, in response, Patton. Now, Patton is one of the economists who was a eugenicist who inspired um, uh, Rexford guy Tugwell, who was the main thinker on FDR's brain trust that came up with the New Deal, which implemented many of the policies really started to move technocracy into the mainstream, really began to socially engineer society into accepting technocracy without realizing that's exactly what they were doing. So this guy, Patton, helped inspire uh, Tugwell. And so it says, in response, Patton ultimately argued for the state taking over the task of selecting the fittest, eugenics. Quote, social progress is a higher law than equality, end quote. Patton 
uh, volunteered, and the only way to progress was the, quote, eradication of the vicious and inefficient, end quote. And so let's just look at what he said again, because this is very, very important. And this is not a standalone statement that was cherry-picked. If you read a lot of Patton's work, this is a running theme. This is also a running theme from technocrats of yesteryear and technocrats of today, as well as eugenicists of yesteryear and transhumanists of today, people like you. Yuval Noah Harari that talks about us like useless humans and hackable animals. We have no soul. We have no free will. Uh, They say this right out in the open. So let's just look at that one more time. It says social progress is a higher law than equality, right? And he wanted to eradicate the vicious and the inefficient, right? The inefficient. And I've told you time and time again that that's what this is about. They view the human as being inefficient. The inefficient of today will become everyone tomorrow, right? So you may deem certain people to be inefficient, and other people may deem you to be inefficient. So whoever is in control gets to decide who is inefficient. And if you let the scientists and the engineers be in charge, they will eventually decide that everyone is inefficient because they will say the body is inefficient. The human engine, as the technocrats call it, is inefficient. I explained to you time and time again how the technocrats wrote about us as being highly inefficient. And that's why we've entered a point where they are working to genetically modify the human and at the same time replace us with robots and merge us with artificial intelligence because in their mind we're inefficient. But think about this. For someone to say, and they said these things publicly back then, and it's not strange because think about the things that Klaus Schwab or Yuval Noah Harari or Peter Thiel or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk says publicly, they say the same exact things. Social progress is a higher law than equality. So social progress, right, is a higher law than equality. So instead of us all being equal as humans, these social engineers, the prison planet wardens get to choose uh, what should be higher in this tier, right? Now, you have to ask yourself something. And I brought this up to Maria, and I brought it up to Wide Awake Jim. What I think makes these people so dangerous is that they truly believe that they are doing good. I believe that someone like this guy Patton would look in the mirror and believe the things he believed in are good, that it is for the betterment of society, that he believes that the ideas he has will make things equal in his eyes, that he will make society a better place. I don't think they look in the mirror and think that they are evil, which is what actually makes them very dangerous. And so I was talking to Wide Awake Jim about Adolf Hitler and Charles Manson and Jeffrey Dahmer. And I said to him, do you think that these people believe they were good or believed that they were evil? 
And so if they believe they were good, that makes them even more dangerous. And so Maria was talking to me about autism and weaponized autism that Steve Bannon was into perfecting. And so she said this guy who runs FTX, Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, these types are definitely all on the spectrum of that. And so she believes they may be manipulated and then they're allowed to run these companies because they are brilliant, but they are manipulated into moving forward with policies that are actually evil, but they've been sort of manipulated into believing that they are good for humanity. And because the way their mind works, they aren't able to reconcile the difference between good or evil. I found it to be a fascinating conversation. And when she comes on the show, hopefully in the next couple of days, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to have a deep dive discussion on this. Now, if you have anyone in your family, if you yourself are autistic, I am not judging you. We're not doing that at all. I actually had two business associates that were autistic, fantastic people. They had Asperger's. I worked with them. Uh, But what she believes is some of these people put in positions of power are, in fact, autistic or at least on the spectrum and they are being manipulated into moving forward these policies and i think when you look at this quote here social progress is a higher law than equality we need to focus on the eradication of the vicious and the inefficient i mean what type of person is willing to go out there and actually say that unless they truly believe that the policies that they're advocating for will do good, will do good. Maybe not good for all of humanity, but good for their family, maybe, cementing them into power forever. But you have to be a special type of person to go out and say that stuff. When I look at Yuval Noah Harari, I say, wow, that guy has balls to go out there and call us useless humans and to call us hackable animals and to say we have no spirit, we have no soul, we have no free will, those days are over. I mean, what type of person believes they could go out in public and say that without getting hit in the head with a baseball bat well maybe they believe that what they're talking about is actually good and that's what makes them feel like they could go out there and actually say it folks i mean the ideas i have and you have and wide awake jim has and legal man and mike moore and maria albanese some people would think we're bad people but we go out there and think that we are spreading good think about that folks it's confusing but it's interesting to think about i'll be right back this is dust and gold with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 